0: the Lord. Who's glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Praise God. Glory to God. I'm so glad that you're here. And um, I know that tonight is your night. I want you to say that tonight is my night. Look at your neighbor and say, not your night, my night. Okay, both of ours. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, have you had a great Sunday so far? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad you got it. Look at what a great-looking family tonight. Wow. Praise the Lord. And then we're going to be here Monday through Friday. <laughs> Who's excited about that? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's going to be an awesome week. Who's in expectation? I'm telling you the day you show up, you don't show up. That's the day that your breakthrough is waiting for you. <laughs> Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. God is good, Amen. It's been great. It's been it's been so good. I love the testimonies that are that are that you know that I'm, I'm hearing. Uh, just everything in general. It, it's God is good, Amen. Um, glory to God. I'm just overwhelmed by the goodness of God and all that He's doing in the lives of His people. Um, Let's go ahead and play that um, invite for those that didn't see it. If you don't know, we're having revival meetings Monday through Friday with evangelist pastor Teddy Shuttlesworth. Teddy Shuttlesworth is going to be powerful. It's his first time being with us, and he's pretty excited. Exciting? We're excited. Hallelujah. Great man of God. Great minister and teacher of the word. God
1: promised it, I'm going to have it. I ain't quitting now. I'm too close to my promise. I'm too close to my blessing. I ain't quitting now. I came to encourage you that the power of God is moving in America. God's blowing his breath, and our children will serve the Lord, and our grandchildren will serve the Lord, and they'll see miracles and signs and wonders. The best is ahead.
0: God I'm so excited you know my own I, I, for those of you that don't know I have seven sisters and one brother and my only sister that doesn't come here is lives in Florida and he's her pastor so when he started the church there we were pretty excited she was pretty excited so her family attends there and uh, I'm excited I'm excited for him being with us, it's gonna be great. Let's play that uh, video of uh, wh- we we just went this weekend. I ministered in Harlingen, Texas, um, and then we crossed over to Rio ba- Bravo, Tamaulipas, <laughs> Rio Bravo, Tamaulipas. Okay, and um, and uh, <laughs> and they permit they allowed us to be able to go and be a blessing to the children at this um, orphanage. It's called Casa. Casa de Esperanza, House of Hope. And so they had about thirty children there and we took them groceries. We're about to purchase a commercial refrigerator for them and put some windows that they need there at the at the facility. And so let's let's play that. Así es
1: como Dios
0: the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory be to God. And then um, um, we had an outreach yesterday um, and uh, 43 decisions for Jesus Christ. Come and share something about that outreach. Um, just a highlight of, of the outreach.
2: Yeah, so we got to go to um, Greens Point to this international um, flea market. And uh, it's been amazing to, to go because we have a lot of people that now are, like, they follow us. They know where we go. And so the word is getting out, and we're, we're being known. Uh, Power Love Church, they're so excited. They're so grateful. And just to see the hunger for people. People are hungry. And um, so in that place, it was really exciting to go there because it's a really big parking lot. And she said we can come back anytime. Um, to let them know free of charge. And um, she said she was just excited that we were coming. At first, she thought we wanted to rent a booth. Inside, we're like, no, we want to be outside. And so um, I'm excited to go back. So and then next week, we're going to, I mean, next month coming up, we're going to have evangelism evangelism week. So everybody stay excited for that. And we
0: had families that showed up uh, this morning from it. So God is good. Amen. We just don't want to get them saved. We want to do our best to plug them in. And we do that. We, we know because the Bible says to reach the lost and then, and then uh, uh, disciple them, train them, teach them to obey all the words of, of, of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, we just don't go and do these outreaches, but we do our best to connect everyone. And then even provide for a ride if they need a ride, we provide that as well because we want to see people established amen we want to see people established in their faith established in Jesus Christ and planted in the house of the Lord how many of you are, of you are thankful for this house amen how many of you are, how many of you know it's important you know to be planted in the house of the Lord this is a place where you know you come and you 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 grow like a tree like a tree that is planted you know uh, the word of God is 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 is, is uh, you know you you come and you receive the Word of God and then, so you begin to develop deep roots in your life. You're established, and then, and then you develop fruit. Amen. That glorifies God in your life, and so that's God's will for your life. That's God's will for everyone. And so, I'm so excited for what the Lord is doing for every soul that has been won to the kingdom of God. We have two more months. We have some uh, some you know outreaches that we're working on, and our evangelism week, our final evangelism week of the year. Uh, we have. Um, everything that we do even here, like how many of you enjoyed our fall festival? It was so awesome. And so, you know, all that, we call those in-reaches. We're not just a church that fellowships with each other. We love to fellowship, but we take every opportunity to reach the lost. We take every opportunity to impact people's lives. And so we go outside the four walls, and then when we do something in this house, we always do it with the with uh with the intention of 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 reaching out to people because we'll call it something and then we'll be like invite your family members you know we're having a fall festival we're having free food and we're having this and you know people might not just accept your invitation to go to just to go to church but if you tell them we're gonna have they'll be like yes but little do they know that their lives are gonna be impacted. And we're, we don't trick people into the kingdom. We invite them, and then we preach the gospel to them, and then the Holy Ghost does the transforming work in their lives. Amen. And then their lives are never the same. How many of you were invited here, and your like, life was never been the same? Exactly. And so praise the name of the Lord. So we have also our um, Thanksgiving feast. It's also another another reach. And so what we do, we have a, a, a service here. And then after service, we're all going to feast together. We're going to give thanks unto the Lord first. We're going to get the word of the Lord. We're going to get the bread of life. And then we're going to go get pan bimbo out there. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and then we're going to, you know, we're going to have a good time. And we're going to fellowship. And so, everyone's invited. Everyone's invited. There's going to be enough turkey for everybody. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, and then we're going to have our Christmas celebration, our Christmas celebration, and then uh, that's all I'm going to say now because uh, I can't think of anything else. But has the Lord been good to you? Has the Lord been good to you? Does anybody want to share a testimony tonight? Going once, going twice? Huh? You too? say this, congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Santoyo. They got married last Sunday night. Stand up, guys. Stand up. This guy is not the same. Come on, Armando. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm so, I'm so happy.
3: Well, first of all, I used to be atheist all the way. Didn't believe in God or nothing like that. My testimony, I'm going to start off as a, when I was a child. So as a kid, I grew up as my mom just taking all her anger out on me, beating me for other people's problems. And then after that, I just always stayed at home, just playing my video games and stuff. You know, your parents hate that when you're stuck in video games. So after a while, my parents got me into, into soccer. And I fell in love with it. And then I thought I was safe. I thought I was out there. And then I was the complete opposite. I was sexually assaulted. I was raped like five times. And I didn't know how to open up. And I didn't know how to explain to my parents. So I kept it inside. So all that anger was built inside. And I used to go to church as a kid with my brother, and ever since that happened to me, there was God, there's no, no, I never believing in it, you could talk to me about God, I would argue with you for hours, maybe days, days. And then a few months after that, I had a tumor, and thank God they got to it before it turned to cancer. But the whole time after after that happened, I got hooked on drugs. You name it. Uh, bars, exos, cocaine, weed, all of the above. And I was going downhill. Like, I would hate every living soul that walked. Like, if somebody had a smile, that just make me angry, like really angry. And I was hooked on it, like, deep, like, really, really, really deep. Like, I would be on the ground just... All drugged out. I'm all happy because that's my happy spot. That's where I found peace. And I always told myself I wasn't gonna stop any of that until I met my wife. And she she got into Jesus first and me, and it 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 honestly made me angry. She played that Jesus music and all that stuff. <laughs> I would get in arguments. I I, I just I, I hated it at first. And. just made me a really angry person. I didn't think I was going to change at all. I I hated every living soul. I hated my parents. I didn't know how to explain it to them. And and they, they got me into the soccer. So they thought I was happy. And when I was in there by myself, my parents got my little brother into it. And the person that molested me was my coach. The one I truly, he was my second dad, you know. He taught me everything else. And then when my little brother came in, he's like, I'm gonna do that to your little brother. And I was like, do that to me instead of him. I, you know, that's unacceptable. So I kept that to myself. And I was really angry. And I got hooked more on drugs. And, and then a few years later, decided to come to church, have an open year and this is this is more home than anywhere else I actually was actual home. And Now I'm drug free. Whole month still going Jesus all the way, my only father, and I just thank God for this church, for everybody here, the love. I've never felt love like this from my own blood and flesh, and even when they found out I was going to church, they hated it. They hated it. They're like, no, that's not him. That's not him, and then You know, Jesus got to remove supposedly good people from my life who were not good, the ones that gave me free drugs, all of the above. Those were my brothers. Not no more. They're gone. They're gone. Y'all are my brothers. And I just want to let everybody know, it don't matter how deep in a hole you are, you can get out. I'm, I remember that verse that says, I walk in the shadow of evil. And I used to say I stayed in that 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 shadow. I lived and I adapted there. I didn't want to leave. I used to tell my wife, I have a spot in hell already, sign for me, a seat reserved and everything. I used to believe in the Santa Muerte, all of the above. I used to worship all that. All the way, all the way. Until one day, just bad things just kept happening. Not to me, but to my family. And it opened my eyes. And I had to get rid of it took a lot to get rid of it. It really, it really took a lot, but nothing but blessings has been happening since then. Nothing but blessings. And I want everybody that's young and out there and that's still smoke and drink. It's never too late. Never too late. I used to always say, "I'm I'm stuck. I'm nobody." And look at me now. Uh, sober minded. Happy family. Bless. I just did quick, you know. It's the fastest one. Because I, I could talk for hours and hours and hours. I just wanted to cut it short. I don't like being the center of attention. <laughs> but God is good. God is good. It's never too late. Never. And I, I used to, I wake up, I pop a bar, go to a bus stop, smoke, smoke on the bus, smoke after, bu- after, after school, smoke on the bus to wait way home, pop another bar, ex cocaine, all of the above, all of the above. My mom used to see me so messed up, so messed up, I couldn't even see straight. Now I'm seeing straight. <laughs> and I'm thankful for everything, everything. Never too late, man. Never too late.
0: Come get me. Squeeze him. You don't even know how much joy it just brings me to see him smile. Because this guy, when he first came in, Maria Warren, she's like, "You don't believe, but I know God." Am I, this is wait, oh, this is not my mic. Hello, there you go. And uh, and he came hard. He came hard. And and I just, I love hard people because I love to watch them melt in the presence of God. <laughs> And he that's what it's all about, and only Jesus can do that and he came hard, he came Don't smile, nothing I'm here, but I'm not here, don't look at me, don't talk to me <laughs> and then like his whole just I told him, he's, he's just keep coming I just don't keep coming and then i I I you know he's like well I'm, i I would tell him on purpose, I'll see you tonight. He's like, I don't know about that. And then <laughs> he said, that's too much church. And I said, I'll see you tonight. And then all of a sudden, he started coming Sunday night, Sunday morning, Wednesday night. And then his countenance just began to change. Just right before our, my eyes, he just be, his countenance began to change. And, and um, just the, way the, Lord, the the way the Lord has dealt with you in such a loving, merciful way. And uh, you're going to do great things, Armando. You're going to do great things for the, for the glory of God, a mighty man of valor. Amen. I see freedom all over you. And then Maria. Maria, come here, Maria. She's responsible for this. Ah. Maria. Maria. got invited by, I believe, by Jessica to one of our our last years. It was her first time coming uh, to the Christmas yeah. events. See, these these events are are, are important. Yeah. Amen. She they, she came as a as being invited to uh, as a result of our Christmas match. and so um, and and so she was telling me that she came and Armando had came too, and she says that she came that day. She answered the altar call. And she knew that something had happened within her, but she never came back. But she said she was never the same. Like she knew that something had happened that day, though she didn't come back. She was never the same. And But she did get to a point in her life where it was like, this is it. So you just pick up from there and, and, and testify of the goodness of God as to what the Lord has done since then for you.
4: For the Christmas outreach in last year, Jessica invited me. That's um, my husband's mom. I'm mean my husband's baby mama, Sure. Short, short. And um, I came because I was like, okay. So I I wasn't gonna re- answer the altar call, but it was like pounding, and I I think I don't know where she's at. Kim, um, she was like, I'll go up there with you. I'll go up there with you. I was like, ah she's like, come on, come on. So we ended up coming. Um, I have a picture of that day where she laid hands on me. Um, and then, like I said, I left, but I never came back. Like I was in marijuana. I used to drink like a Smirnoff for a water every day, like every day. Um, and um, I just like kept kept coming into like the word or little verses here and there. And I was Catholic. So the you go to Catholic and they don't teach you the Bible. It's just like like, oh, and then you sit back down, and you sit back up, and that that, that was it. And um, it started, like, coming, and I never really got into the Word. Like, I never, like, nothing. I didn't know nada of the, the Bible. Nothing, nothing. And I came across one day of somebody telling me it was not about religion, but about relationship. And that kind of convicted my, it convicted me because I had already received that altar call, so I kind of already, like, knew a little bit of it. So I started I, I remember that I um, would type in the whole message to Jessica to be like, when is the service and everything? But I would delete it. Like, I would delete it. Like, it was like five, six times that I did that. And then, because um, I was also scared about how Armando was. He was atheist. He didn't believe nothing. And like, he said, he would say stuff like, I already have a seat in uh, in hell. Like, he would say really hard stuff to me. I even came to her one day. I was like, I don't know what to do. And um <laughs> so I came on Wednesday, a Wednesday night again. Um, and the only reason I came, because I was so suicidal. Like, I don't know, I had the, I have a, had a wonderful family. Like, I was in a past relationship where I used to get a, hit, abused, and everything. So I was, I was in a good relationship. But it's just like, like I say, I see it like the devil had me so bound. Like, just take your life, take your life. And I'm just like, but why, you know? But I kept thinking in my head to do it. So I ended up texting her, and I flew my phone. I remember I flew it to the room. I was like, it's done. It's text. So she texted me literally like two seconds later. <laughs> and then um, so I came Wednesday, and Pastor Jesse was uh, preaching, and he started preaching about Catholics. And, like, I told her, like, I was, like, a little offended, but he kept proving points. Like, on the Bible, I was like, okay, I can't really say anything about that. You know, he's, he's speaking facts, you know? So... I kept coming, like, I kept coming, and, um, like, the third time here, I, I answered the altar call again, and as soon as she laid hands on me, like, I started speaking in tongues, like, as soon as she touched my head, it just, flew, it flew out, uh, so, <laughs> it just flew out, because I was already in religion, I went to this retreat, and, um, I, like, fell and everything, but it was, like, never nothing like this house, like, I'm so thankful for this church, and, um, my family started getting away because it's like, no, you're not. You're going to Christian. It's not about blah, blah, blah. like how much money are they taking away from you, like they're not teaching you the right thing. If you're in the Word, it's too dangerous for you. It's you're too, too much. Don't get on it. Like you're gonna go crazy. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> I never heard that one, but it was just because they saw that I was getting away. I was slowly getting away. I left the drugs, like everything that they would try to come. To me about everything, like, it was also when, like he said, he was struggling to get rid of that Santa Muerte, that dead statue or whatever, and he took it out our house, because I was like, you ain't bringing that in my house, so he took it out, but he left it in a in a little, like, RV, because we have a big land, and then my brother-in-law came um, and cleaned that RV out, and then, like, I was barely, like, coming in there for, like, um, like, a month, I would say, like, a month or two months, and I got out, and he was still not Coming to church, he still wasn't, like, nothing. It was just me, like he said. Like, I would play music. He's like, I'm tired of that. I get that. I don't want to hear that. He would put on his AirPods on, like, to do anything. And I would blood at the music. Market. I was like, eh. <laughs> So I got to him. <laughs> so um, that day, like, I remember, like, he, he was not having it. So I went outside, and I cut some yard. And then I came back inside, and then I tried to go back outside. And my brother-in-law had put that statue right in front of my stairway. Like, so I walked out, and I was just like, oh. and the old me would have went to that house and like throw it. In. Like I, I was a little aggressive back then. Uh, <laughs> but I remember I was like, I'm gonna calm down. Like, I'm, and he's like, you know why he did that, right? And I was just like, because I'm going into a different religion, like they say. And I always try telling him it's not about religion. It's not about religion, but it's about a relationship with God. And I learned that. And so I waited, I waited, and I called him, and he's like, well, I don't know what you, what you want me to tell you, and I'm just like, okay, whatever, like, I hanged up the phone. So then my sister got away, we didn't talk for, like, three months, yeah, like, three months, and then she invited me to eat, because she saw that I got baptized here, and then, um, of course, she had to put it on, but, and um, she was like, I just wanted to tell you that that's not the baptism, that you got baptized when you were little, and, like, all this stuff and i was just like this is why you invited me you after 3 months like that's why i try to get away from you <laughs> and uh <laughs> like i love you and all but i need to i need to protect my own heart and my own mind cuz i was already going through with with armando at home so she was like uh, what she said she was like the bible does say it says children come to me i was like it does say that but where does it say you got to get baptized like like you know she was like I was like, I remember I was finishing my food, like I'm gonna go, like I I can't do this no more. So I left and like people literally started getting away from me, like getting away from me. And then that's when I told Jessica, I was like, I don't feel like I don't think I can do this no more. It was two months and and I was like, I don't I don't think I could keep coming, like I don't I don't think and then that night that I came she preached that that specific word like not quitting and then Jessica posted a a post when it's quitting is not an option. So I took that, you know, I, I received that for myself. I was like, and Jessica didn't really know me at the time, so she really didn't say anything. Like a week later, we started talking more. She's like, why do you want to quit? And I'm just like, I don't know. I, like, I feel like there's too much going on. Like, he was telling me all of this stuff. And, you know, my mom, my my sisters, and everybody was like, no, you don't go back there. But if I would have quit, he wouldn't be. He would have been he wouldn't not been glorifying God. And it's only been four months of us in this house. And that's why I'm just so amazed of how God has been working in our lives. It's been only four months. And it's like I feel like I've been in this house for years. Like it feels like like it's like she said this morning. Like the only regret I have is like why didn't I come sooner? Like everything would have been so fixed if I would have come sooner. And so we're just we're just here we're going to stay here, too. I don't, like, he's never been like this. His family's getting away, but I believe that everything's falling into place instead of falling Now He lost it his is, job, everything, but I feel like, like like I told her before, we were in this situation before where we didn't have no income coming in, no nothing coming in, and we were, like, down. But from somehow, it's been supernatural how we've been able to stand each, stand up these three months without him working, It's just supernatural. It's no other way than but God that's been holding us and showing us that he's with us and he's in our walk. Praise God.
0: Glory to God. And he's, you know, the Bible says delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. This is just the beginning. I mean, the freedom that is in you, Armando and Maria, it's, it's, it's the work of the Lord. No doubt. And God didn't bring you out just to park you here. He's he's, he's taking you to high places in the mighty name of Jesus. You're a smart man, and you you have (laughs) big things, big things. Don't focus on family. Don't worry about any of that. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Put God first. Keep moving forward just like you're doing. And I'm telling you, it will be testimony after testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. God is good. Amen. God is good. Glory be to God. i never seen Armando like that. It's like <laughs> the smile on his face is everything. Hallelujah. That's freedom. I mean, For him to share is and just like just it's freedom. Hallelujah, glory be to God. God is good. I want my friends, my friends, uh, both of you, come up here, come up here, please. Glory to God. And then I, and then come with her. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah at the Fall Festival. He shared something with me that made me jump for joy. You know, um, I I I don't even know if I knew that you were believing for this because we really never talked. And uh, but I know that you've recently started coming. How long ago has was that? We had a friends fun day at the park. They came. Yeah, invite a friend. And then we went to the park afterwards. Oh, it was just a friend, friend, friend Sunday. That's what we called it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then you got invited here. And uh, what has the Lord done? I'm super excited. Hallelujah. <laughs>
5: well. So, <coughs> so for me, and kind of like my background, um, I didn't go to church. Um, like, I think all Hispanic people, uh, we grew up in Catholic church, and it was like, oh, for Ash Wednesday, or for certain special things. Um, so, that was what I knew. And then, join him. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll go with you. And so I started going with him, and it was just more to be okay with him or to please him, to be okay in our relationship. So I started going, but I wasn't really into it, um, a Christian church. Um, But I I liked the people that were there, so I kind of liked going. Um, But then Tragic thing happened um, with his family. He, he lost his brother-in-law, best friend, brother. And that just brought our relationship down.
0: Huh.
5: It was like I, I've lost a lot of people in my life, but nothing compared to how I saw him suffer. Changed completely, 360. Um, it was like a part of his heart left, and our relationship just got really, really bad. So I told him I was like, whenever we got invited here, I told him this is this is it. You know, like if thank you, if this doesn't help us, like wow. we're done. Like we are done. So um, we started coming and. Um, in November, before we started coming last November, um, I told them, we have this money, let's put in your papers. So we, we filed for his papers to get his residency and ever since November, till we, when we started coming to church, we didn't hear anything. We were like, what's going on? I don't know if we're going to be able to get this for you. we were just, we didn't have faith, faith that he was going to get it. So then we started coming to church, and he got his letter. I don't remember when, but he got his letter to go in and to to the interview. It was July 14th, July 14th, and we went in there again. Um, We started coming to church, so we were like, okay, God, you got this, like, we have faith that you're gonna give us papers. But there were so many things against us. Like they were asking, like, um, show us proof that you live together. We didn't have anything. We live with my mother in law. We live in a small home behind her house. We don't have anything under our names. So how are you gonna prove that this is a real relationship? So we took what we had and only picture that I took to the interview was our wedding and invitation. So that was it. That was all we gave. So okay, we went to the interview. We had the interview and that was it. We didn't hear anything else. So then Evangelist Kofi came. Um, I remember we, we came that Sunday and we received a lot from what he gave that day. Um, my husband gets home, and then I get home, and then he's like, I don't know. Um, I just felt in my heart that we need to give everything that we have in our savings. And I'm like, really? That's our house. That's our house down payment. Like, but I didn't realize that we didn't need that money, that God was going to provide one way or another he was going to give us that money back. So we went Monday night service and then Tuesday again. He's like, "I don't know. I think we got to do it." I think and I'm like, "Okay, go ahead. Take the money out." So he went, he took the money out and it was it was a big amount. It was $9,000. We had never Ever in my life would I ever thought that well, we're going to sow that amount of money. And I was like, okay, I'm going to stand by you. We, we are here. We're one. And I have faith that he is going to provide. And he knows why we needed this money. But it's his money. Because if we didn't give it back, if we didn't sow it, like that money yeah. would have just yeah. probably we would have spent it or, because we, we, we would put in, take Put in, take out. So it was. It would never grow. <laughs> so um, that happened, and then that same day, um, he s- he spoke about uh, the woman and infertility and all of that. And he said that night, he was like, "Put your hand wherever um, you you're need you're needing healing." So I did. I put my hand uh, in my stomach because background of this was. Been trying to get pregnant for 11 years. Uh, Before my husband, I had a partner and tried with that person, and never did I get pregnant. So I thought that something was wrong with me. Um, And actually, before that day that I came to church, I had gone to the doctor, and they were like, Oh, you have infertility, you have PCOS, like you're gonna get pregnant, but we don't know when. And I was like, Okay, well mean, if the doctors say that I will eventually get pregnant, then okay. So I came that night. I received. I actually came to the altar call, and so we went on. Um, I think it was that, that week my husband received his residency. Yeah. Um, and then I think about We received a check from a crash that he had had about a year ago. That was almost 15 grand. So we received what we had sewed in (laughs) in less than in a month, you know. And about three weeks ago, I found that I was (laughs) pregnant. <laughs> it, I remember that um, I got home. We, we, we went to Mexico for the weekend, and I got home, and something in my head was telling me, like, well I had, like, ascos, um, like, I was nauseous. <laughs> I, I couldn't eat. During the trip, and, you know, like, it wasn't like I didn't eat Mexican food, you know. <laughs> they said it was, like, different because it was fresher over there, whatever. But <laughs> I was like, I, I really wanted barbacoa, and, and my mother-in-law had made barbacoa, and and I couldn't eat it. And I was like, what is wrong? And they're like, you're pregnant. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. It, because I've already I already been through it, That I was like, no, like, that's not it. But then something in my head was take a pregnancy test, take a pregnancy test. So I stopped at the store and I took two and I went home and I and I took the test and, and I covered it. And I was like, God, I know that you've been hearing what we have been praying for. And I know that you will make it happen. And, and I just stood there and I'm So then I c- uncovered it, and it was like two lines, and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so um, we would just want to thank, especially a very big thank you to um, our cousins, Laura and Louis, for inviting us that day. Because If it wasn't for them, like, I don't think we would be here. Our relationship is stronger. Hallelujah. We've had so many blessings. So things that we wouldn't even think of, and something that always stuck to us was Pastor Jesse always saying, "Thank, thank the Lord for the things that you want in existence." You know, like so we would always say, "Thank you for our babies. Thank you for our vehicle. Thank you for our house. Thank you for all the income you bring us." And that's what we've been doing. And here it is: the baby is coming.
0: Hallelujah! <laughs> Come on, give the Lord some praise. That's so awesome! When she told me at the, he told me at the fall festival, I was super excited for them because that's what. We expect to happen when people come to this, walk into this place. Amen. There's, you know, nothing is impossible to those that believe. And we know, we know, we know with all certainty that no matter what your circumstance, what your situation is, with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. And I pray that these testimonies have encouraged your life. I know there are people that are watching and are hearing, and so, you know, uh, testimonies are so important and so powerful because not only for your life, it's like you're speaking into your future that uh, if God, what, what, you know, that if God brought you through this one and out of this one, the next one, he, he's a consistent God, amen, and so there, it, you're already speaking it into to, to, to your future, and then for those that are listening, it's like an encouragement that, that God is not a respecter of persons. You might not be believing for a child. You might not be believing for your residency. Whatever it is, all things are possible to them that believe. How many believers are here tonight? Give the Lord another shout of praise. Hallelujah. God is so good. Glory to God. Hallelujah. just take a few moments to share with you out of the word of the Lord. Um, I feel like we don't have church and we can go home, right? But we're not, of course. I'm going to continue from this morning um, speaking on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the gift of God. Amen. The gift of God that um, he's given to his children for all who want it, for all that will ask for it. For all that will receive it, the Comforter, the, the 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 Holy Ghost, the 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 rivers of living waters, uh, in in your life, and so I was sharing this morning, um, that, um, you know, th- there is to what your life should look like, uh, as you know, being filled with the Holy Ghost, and it's important. To know the attributes of the Holy Spirit, the personality of the Holy Spirit, and what he does in the life of a believer. Now, the, the the outward evidence of the Holy Ghost is the evidence of speaking in tongues. The Bible says that they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. And so they, 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 they seen them, and they heard them. And so... But also, the Bible shows us what their lives look like uh, uh, after the day of Pentecost. We can look at the life of Peter. And, you know, Peter, before uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, right before that, then, we can read an encounter where, you know, he had told Jesus, you know, I'll, I'll die with you. I'll go with you, and I'll stand with you to the end, paraphrasing it. But we, we can read in the scripture where, you know, P- Peter in denied Jesus. He denied Jesus uh, three times. And so though he wanted, in, you know, to do what was right. Uh, he wasn't empowered to do what was right. And Jesus, had, Jesus already knew that he was going to deny him. But also we can see that after the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, Peter was the one that rose up. And be, it, with boldness, and began to preach the gospel, and it, with boldness that where people were looking at him, and they knew who he was, but they also knew that something was different about him. And the Bible says that you know over three thousand people came to the, the saving, you know, to receive Jesus Christ right after that through the preaching of the apostle Paul. And so, you know, when the baptism of the Holy Ghost comes upon your life. Uh, uh, Or a genuine baptism of the Holy Spirit will cause, I shared this morning, number one, uh, that you will, uh, uh, it will cause you to have a, a love, to love, magnify, and glorify God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ more than before. It intensifies your love for your Heavenly Father, for your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to have fellowship, to have communion with the Holy Spirit, you already had it, but it intensifies it even more because the Holy Spirit is the revealer of, of, of the person of Jesus. He's the one that makes the word of God a reality in your life. Amen. He's the one that, that 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 in, you know, helps you grow uh, in the love of God for the Father, for Jesus, for the Holy Ghost, for the word of God, for obedience, for people. And so it's the Holy Spirit that uh, will cause us to love, magnify, and glorify God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ more than before. Say more than before. Hallelujah. In Romans 5.5, 5, what did we read in Romans 5.5? That whole... Uh, Put it up there, Romans 5.5. 5. And hope, make it not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So the Holy Ghost intensifies and helps us grow uh, in, in our love for the Father, for Jesus Christ. Uh, um, and so if, if, if you say, anyone that assumes the baptism of the Spirit, but... Uh, uh, is drawn away from the Lord, or from you know, uh, um, or, or is drawn to things, or or anything that pulls them away from God, is questionable. Are you with me? Because the, He draws you closer to God. He makes you fall in love more with with Jesus, not just in word but in deed. Amen, hallelujah. And so, I also shared with you. Uh, this morning that a genuine baptism of the Holy Spirit will will cause a greater love for an appreciation for the scripture, the scripture. Because why is that? Because John 14, 17 tells us that he the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And so he causes in you to have a greater love and appreciation for the word of God. Because you love the truth, you love the truth, and and He is the Spirit of Truth. How many of you love the Scripture? How many of you love the truth of the Word of God? That's that, that's what and the Holy Spirit intensifies your love for the Word. Hallelujah! I know He did that in my life. That that's how I knew my life had changed. That's how I knew. That I had an experience with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because it, it, I got a, 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 the hunger for not only for God, but for the word of God intensified in my life. I shared with you that, you know, I was somebody that didn't like to read. It was my worst subject. I, I, if I wanted to fall asleep real quick, I'll just open a book. It was like my mind couldn't comprehend. Or I was too distracted to even try to, you know, read a whole chapter but when 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 you know when i was filled with the holy spirit a hunger for the word of god came into my life that i i i i began to read i began to read the word of god i love the word of god i still love the word of god and and the more you ingest it the more addicted you become to it any any witnesses of that this this the, tonight the more you ingest the word of God, it's like the more you crave it because you know that it's the truth. It's Jesus said, my words are spirit and, and they are the truth. They are life. And so to say that you've had, you know, uh, that you're full of the Holy Ghost, but you don't reach your Bible. You don't even get out of the trunk after you leave the service. Some leave it at the chair here. You're full of the Holy Ghost. And you speak in tongues. It, 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 it He puts out, intensifies your hunger for the truth of the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And then I shared, and it gets really quiet. Uh, you know, this subject gets really quiet, but it must, it must be dealt with. A genuine baptism of the Holy Spirit uh, uh, must be preceded. By our turning from sin and faithfully obeying Christ. You can't claim to be somebody full of the Holy Ghost and be living in sin. You can't. You can speak in tongues, but if you're a habitual sinner, you need to get saved. Because those tongues are not a result of the Holy Ghost because he's holy. Are you with me? And so, so you know, uh, 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 a baptism of the Holy Spirit, being full of the Holy Spirit, that's going to proceed by our turning away from sin, by coming out from amongst them, being separated, allowing the word of God and the Holy Spirit to, to, to do the sanctifying work in your life. To cleanse you, to purify you, and then you, as you walk, continue to walk with Him. That that it's a continual process in your life of p- being purified. Hallelujah! But you, 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 you know, you you don't want any part of that. You don't want any part of the old life. The Bible tells us, and you know, in in First Peter one thirteen. Let me read it because it's worth repeating. Hallelujah! In First Peter. Chapter one, verses thirteen and sixteen, and I'll just read it in the NLT. Um, But it it says, um, "So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. You must live." As God's obedient children, don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. You didn't, but now, but now it's different. Now you know. You didn't know back then. That's, that's just the way life was, and you didn't know. But now you know. Amen. Now it's different. You didn't know any better then, but now you you must be holy. In everything you do, say everything. Just as God, who chose you, is holy. He chose you, and just as God has chosen you, He is holy. For the scriptures say, You must be holy because I am holy. Glory be to God. So the baptism, uh, uh, the, the Holy Spirit has sanctifying power. Amen. And so, as you, it's important that you that you stay full. That, that I've been, you know, I say that, but I pray that the Holy Spirit will help reveal this to you. The best way to live is full of the Holy Spirit. I think it was Faith Oyedepo, uh, Bishop Oyedepo's wife, that said, you know, the best way to 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 live a, you know, to uh, stay away from sin, and the best way to stay sensitive. And 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 you know to walk in righteousness is is to press in into the presence of God. She says, you know, pray in the spirit, pray in the Holy Ghost until you you are you know you sense the presence of God in your life. Um, and, and because she goes, when when you do that, there's no way that you're gonna walk out of there and get into sin. There's no way that you're gonna walk out of there uh, and, and 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 do something that you're not supposed to. So the, the best thing to do is stay full of the Holy Spirit. Stay full of the presence of God. When you're full of him, you can't be full of what you shouldn't be full of. We were full of crap for a long time. But the Holy Ghost flushed all that crap out. <laughs> and now we're full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, sin makes you stupid. It really does. It really does. And thank God that Jesus has broke the power of sin. We're no longer slaves to sin. Sin used to dominate our lives because that's why even when we didn't want to do something, we did it anyways. You know, but, but, but Jesus Christ breaks the, has broken the power of sin over your life. You're no longer a slave to sin. You're no longer a slave to fear. You're no longer in subjection to doing what your flesh want to, wants to do. You hear me repeat this a lot. You know that uh, I love Dr. Lester Summerall said, you know, because now when we're born again, we are born of the spirit. And so we are spirits. That's who we are. We have a soul, a mind, will, and emotions, and we live in a body. So I love when he says that that the, the your spirit, the, the real you, should be king should be ruler he said your soul your mind your will and emotions should be servant your flesh should be slave but you see before this we we we, our flesh was ruling us everything our little bitty eyes wanted to see everything our hands wanted to touch wherever our feet wanted to step into we, we were driven by our flesh by the lust of the flesh but not no more not no more. That's why by the help of the Holy Spirit, every day we do what the Apostle Paul said. When we're getting in the presence of God, when we're choosing to do what is right, when we take time to pray, when we ingest the word of God, we are disciplining ourselves. We are we buffet our bodies daily and discipline it so it will do what it needs to do, not what it wants to do. And that's how you begin to strengthen yourself and grow. Because you're no longer like, I don't feel like going to church today. I don't think I'm going to go. Because I'm tired. And the Lord knows that it's not about the church. It's about the heart. You know, you you start justifying and making dumb excuses. But when you're led by the Spirit... It's like the spirit screams at you. The spirit scream at you? <laughs> Brother Semi, you're like, the spirit's like, you what? And it's like, when you know, and even you notice of when you start getting a symptom. Oh, no, you don't. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am healed by the blood of Jesus. I command every symptom to go now. And it's It's real. It's not like, I know you're laughing, but it's the reality of it. It's like the Holy Ghost begins to alert you, like, danger, danger, don't yield to that, don't receive that, that doesn't belong in you, and then you have to rise up and act. Amen. That's why it even does help to take care of your body, because the, the body wants to get loud. And you can want something spiritually, but your body keeps yelling. And you need to, you need to not um, let your body have dominion. That's why I love what Sm- Brother Smith Wigglesworth says. I don't, you know, I don't get up in the morning and ask Smith Wigglesworth how he feels. I tell him how he's going to feel. Amen. Hallelujah. You have authority. And we're taking the Believers Authority class, and I told people, I said, "You want to have authority over devils, but you got to learn how to authority over your flesh. If you can't even have authority over your flesh, how are you gonna have authority over devils?" <laughs> it's the truth, right? Hallelujah! That's a good class. I was enjoying that class. <laughs> Glory be to God, and so. So let's keep going, let's keep going. Praise the Lord. A genuine baptism in the Holy Spirit will give us greater desire and power to witness, to tell people about Jesus. Amen, to be bold about opening our mouths and, 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 and being witnesses, telling people about Jesus, helping them coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. you know? There's people that are like, well, I'm I'm just not the, a talker. I'm just not the type that likes to talk to people. I'm just shy. Okay, it might be true. There's been a lot of shy, quiet people that have come into this place, but they've 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 become some of the most radical. I think I've, met, I've uh, used to be shy. You couldn't talk to people. Now she's preaching at most of our outreaches. Can you believe she used to be shy? Can you believe I used to be shy? <laughs> to speak in front of uh, to sp- First of all, I didn't like talking to people, period. I didn't. I I was ugly. I was like, the less I know about anybody, the better I'm off. But this is before I had my, you know, the Lord changed my life. Can you believe that? Exactly. Exactly. Because when the Holy Ghost comes and fills you, he changes you. Hallelujah. You're never the same. Hallelujah. You know, I think about Catherine Coleman. How many of you knew Catherine Coleman? A mighty woman of God. And how many of you heard Mr. Hanson this morning? Great, man. He's, he's about, I think he's like 81, 82 years old. Yeah. And he, you see him jumping, praising the Lord? like that when i grow up <laughs> but I, I i his wife actually you know how he said his, his his how he said that he got baptized with the holy ghost and for 8 years you heard you heard that for 8 years that he was totally against it because that's how he was taught don't even get close to people that speak in tongues because it's going to jump on you that's, that's what, you know and 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 but then he there was he was there was a hunger in him for more. There was a hunger in him for more, and then you heard the story. I'm repeating it, but his wife um, had shared when evangelist Kofi was here that um, she was like, uh, "Okay, husband, but I don't know about all that." You know what I'm saying? And she went to one of Catherine Coleman's meetings. She went with, to one of Catherine Coleman's meetings. She told a story, and she says that. She hadn't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and, and but she was there, and she and when Catherine Coleman was ministering, she said that that I believe that Catherine Coleman was, was uh, said that she she or she, that she seen a cloud like the cloud of glory was just coming towards the the people of the facility, and then she says that that when that she felt like when that cloud passed her over, it knocked her off her seat. And she says that she was baptized in the Holy Ghost and her life was radically transformed at one of Catherine Coleman's meetings that she was never the same. And and look at their lives. They still travel and minister. They they're still evangelizing. They, they you know they're still they're still going all around and, and, and ministering the gospel. And so you see. The, the Junian baptism in the Holy Spirit will give us a greater desire and power to witness. Uh, Acts 1-8, you shall receive power. The purpose of Pentecost, the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Spirit was to be a witness, to tell people about Jesus. Amen. To tell people about Jesus. And to tell people about Jesus, you got to open your mouth. Amen. You got to tell somebody about Jesus because that's that's what the Holy Ghost does in you. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses. You're going to tell people about me. You're going to tell people about the resurrected king. Hallelujah. You're going to tell people about Jesus the Savior, Jesus the healer, Jesus the restorer, Jesus the rewarder. Hallelujah. You're going to bring the healing message to people. Glory to God. You know, the, the, the Holy Ghost makes you bold. It does. That's what it did in the life of Peter. That's what it did in the life of Stephen. That's what it did in the life of the uh, Apostle Paul. That's what it, it, it made them radical. And that's not a bad word. Hallelujah. You were radical in the world. How much more to be radical for Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The Bible says that the righteous are bold as a lion. Bold. Say boldness. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And and if you look at Acts chapter 4, I can take you there because I love this encounter. In Acts chapter 4, if you want to turn there, it talks about whenever um, Peter and John the Bible says, had gotten arrested, right, because they healed the lame man. In Acts chapter 3, and so in, in, in verse 4, chapter 1, while Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priest, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. I'm reading from the NLT, verse 2 of Acts chapter 4. These leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching The people that through Jesus there is resurrection of the dead. They arrested them, and since it was already evening, put them in jail until the morning. But many of the people who heard their message believed it, so the number of men who believed now totaled about 5,000. The next day, the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of religious law met at Jerusalem, and Anas, the high priest, Was there along with Cephas, John Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. They brought in the two disciples and demanded, by what power or in whose name have you done this? They were mad because they had healed a lame man. Can you believe that? That's religion. That's ugly. Say, that's ugly. Then Peter, (laughs) filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with what? Hallelujah, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them. See, the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit will cause you to not draw back. The Holy Ghost will not cause you to shrink back in fear. The Holy Ghost is going to rise up and give you boldness to do what is right, to open your mouth. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that, you know, don't even try to think of what you're going to say when you are being brought up and being accused he said at that moment the holy ghost is going to give you the words that you need to speak out hallelujah glory be to god then peter filled with the holy spirit said to them rulers and elders of our people are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man do you want to know how he was healed Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead for Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says the stone that you builders rejected has now become a cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. That's boldness. You know, not compromising. There's, You know, the Bible says that at the last days, people are going to call uh, normal what is not normal. They're going to call right what is not right. You need to know what is right according to the word of God and be filled with the Holy Ghost so that you can stand up in boldness for righteousness. Hallelujah. It's only going to be by the power of the Holy Ghost that you'll be able to do that. And then the, the scripture says in, in verse 13, the members of the councils were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter. I pray in the name of Jesus that as you continue to get filled with the Holy Ghost and have a relationship communion and are aware of the, of the person of the Holy Ghost in your life, that you're going to rise up to a level of boldness that people that know you are not going to recognize you. In the mighty name of Jesus, that's all. and I was going into like <laughs> picturing some things, but praise the Lord. Hallelujah because I'm receiving for myself. Amen, glory to God. It says it says that they were amazed when they saw what was the result of his boldness, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. They were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see, that they were ordinary men with no, with no special training in the scripture. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Some people that claim to have a really close relationship with Jesus, no se nota. You can't tell. People will know. you do not got to go announcing yourself. you do not got to talk about how holy you are and how anointed you are. People can tell. They can recognize something is different about you. People can tell not only that, you know, they can tell when you've, you've gone to another level. Yeah, you've already anointed, you're already in relationship with God, but you've gone to another level because you look different. There's something different. We can tell what you've been doing in the secret place.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Glory to God. Would you rather people could tell that you're worshiping God where there's nothing wrong with worshiping God here, but that's all they can tell about you, and there's no difference in your life? No winning souls, no telling people about Jesus. Hallelujah. Staying quiet when you should be speaking out. Standing up for righteousness, hating what is wicked. Being bold, not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Being filled with joy. Don't ever claim to be a person full of the Holy Ghost and you always look like you just ate a sour pickle. <laughs> Don't do that. Cuz you're going to want not want people to have the holy ghost. Cuz one of the other is 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 joy. Let's go to that one. Joy. Hallelujah. Because he's the oil of joy. The Holy Spirit is referred to as the oil of joy. And he intensifies the joy in your life. He increases the joy in your life. And true joy has its source in God, in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And it's important that you are full of joy. I heard, I believe it was Pastor Eric or Pastor Rodney said at the Breakthrough Conference, they said, Joy always. No, 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 no. No, they said, Always face your problems under the influence of joy. Every problem or circumstance, because you will face things in life, but don't lose heart. Don't get out of shape. If you cry, cry, get over it. But always face circumstances, problems under the influence of joy. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And if you allow the circumstance to take out the joy, then he takes your strength, and you're going to lose heart. But it's not your joy that you're operating in. It's the joy of the Lord. Imagine that. It's too much. I mean, let's take a moment. Just stop. Take a moment. Selah. (laughs) That means stop, meditate, think about it. Pause. The joy of the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth, is what he's put on the inside of us. And it's the joy of the Lord. There's a scripture in in, in the psalm. I think it's in Psalm 4, if I'm not mistaken, or Psalm 2. But it says, he who sits on the throne laughs. You think God is nervous about anything that's happening in the, he's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He knows everything. He who sits on the throne laughs and watches his enemies be scattered. Though they come at you one way, they shall flee before you seven ways. They're going to scatter from your life. Hallelujah. Glory be to God, but you need a Keep the joy. And the Holy Spirit is referred to as the oil of joy. The oil of joy. Isaiah 63, I'm sorry, Isaiah 61, verse 3, it says, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. Hallelujah. Glory. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Beauty for ashes. Deuteronomy uh, uh, chapter 28. Verses 47 and 48, it says, Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things, therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of, of iron on On thy neck until he have destroyed thee. So it's 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 not even an option. We got to serve the Lord with joyfulness, hallelujah, and gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. The joy of the Lord is your strength, and He put this joy in you. He put His peace in you, and the Holy Spirit helps us grow. In the love of God, in the peace of God, in the joy of the Lord. I pray that these next two months, your joy level will be off the roof. You'll be some of the most joyful people. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Happy or joyful are the people whose the Lord is their God. That's what the scripture says. In Psalm 144, verse 15, yes, joyful are those who live like this. Joyful, indeed, are those whose God is the Lord. Oh, come on. Give the Lord some praise tonight. Hallelujah. Joyful are the people. Not sad. Joyful. Joyful, indeed, are those whose God is the Lord. I have a good, good father. He loves me. He gave me his best. He gave me the Holy Ghost. He's given me his word. He protects me. Oh, hallelujah, glory! He's a good, good father. Hallelujah! How many good fathers will let anybody mess with your children? Absolutely not. How much more will you, heavenly Father? The Bible says, if you know how to, if 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 earthly fathers know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more will you, heavenly Father, give? the Holy Ghost, to them that ask. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. In Psalm 45, verse 7, it says, are you glad you came tonight? Hallelujah. How many of you enjoy those testimonies? Powerful. Glory be to God. And hate is wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, had anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. Because you love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God your God had anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm taking your oil too. Not just kidding. (laughs) Church is just taking everything from the people sitting next to them. (laughs) Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is referred as to the oil of gladness. How many of you are thankful for the joy of the Lord? Oh my goodness. Glory be to God. Glory to God. He is referred to as the oil of gladness. What does this mean? Is that he is the anointing for joy and gladness. It's like an injection. He injects joy and gladness into the the believer. Hallelujah. Receive a fresh injection, an increase of the joy of the Lord by the Holy Ghost even tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God. You know how good joy is for you? Even the Bible says in Proverbs 17, a merry heart do it good like medicine. I heard even R.W. Schambach that that heard a testimony of, of, of people getting healed just as a result of the joy of the Lord. Pastor Ronnie has said uh, some testimonies of when people, you know, because joy is spiritual. Joy is not a natural thing; it's spiritual. He he gave a testimony of you know of uh, I believe it was a it was a couple that I, have, I was having issues and they came as a last res, resort resort uh, to the to the meetings and um and, and they were having issues with their marriage. But when they came, he says that they they both came and received prayer and they got filled with the joy filled with the joy, and they just began to laugh. And, and little did they know that when they were, you know, uh, being touched with the joy and filled with the joy of the Lord, that God was healing everything that needed to be healed. He was restoring everything that needed to be restored. By the time they got up from that floor and, you know, uh, and, and had been filled with the joy of the Lord and were just laughing, laughing. Don't you know that joy brings so much confusion to the devil? (laughs) Because he loves getting people depressed. He loves getting people discouraged. He loves seeing people walk in weakness. But thank God for the joy of the Lord. And thank God for the Holy Ghost that increases the joy of the Lord in our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know it sounds a little like a thing, but like, you know, this joy came from God. And what God has given you, no one or nothing can take it away from you. You shall keep your joy. You shall grow in joy. And you shall walk in the strength of the Lord all the days of your life in Jesus' name. If you believe that, say hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Woo. Glory to God. Don't confuse joy with happiness. Because happiness is connected with what you have, what you can see and touch. Happiness is temporary. Joy, however, has its foundation and its source in God. You know, happiness and joy are not the same thing. And so joy has its source and its fountain in God. And, you know, you can be happy one day and something happened and that happiness goes with whatever circumstance. But you you are filled with the joy of God. And no matter what you're confronted with, as long as you keep the joy of the Lord and, uh, you know, and, and stay consistent, whatever circumstance came to rise up against you, it has to make way for you in the mighty name of Jesus. He who sits on the throne laughs and watches his enemies be scattered. You can just join the laughter of the throne. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is your strength, and any enemy of yours coming against you. Oh, hallelujah. You're 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 not you're not losing sleep over it. You're <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> They don't even know who they're coming against. They don't even, this, this, this circumstance, this situation, this obstacle, this barrier that, that is trying to confront my life, my family, my health, my children. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, glory to God. Glory to God. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. That's the word of God. Amen. Anytime you feel your, yourself, uh, 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 you know, just spiraling into some kind of like sadness, rise up in the name of Jesus and begin to declare, I, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I refuse to get into any form of sadness or any form of, you know, that, if you don't deal with that, it will eventually lead you into depression. And you're not going that route. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. You are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's why you need the Holy Ghost to help you grow in these fruits. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Just, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you're probably like, some. I know what some of you think. You're like, well, I don't want to laugh in the flesh. Like people said, I, I, you know, I want to speak in tongues, but I don't want to be in the flesh. Well, he said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Well, you got to open your mouth when you get filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not going to open your mouth. He's going to give you the utterance, but you got to, he says, whosoever come in and drink. Uh, when If I drink something, you know, I'm not going to... to me, sister. I don't know sign language. <laughs> and so, and, and so, you know, um, the Bible says that they were they, they they were full of the Holy Ghost. They began to speak in tongues, and they heard him magnify and praising the Lord. Hallelujah! So you gotta. <laughs> Some of you still you know get in your head. It's like that's the flesh. Yeah, but god you're so good and just get your mind on the lord thank you lord you're so wonderful you're so good before you know it you're like god what 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 is even all this it's like lord you're so good hallelujah glory be to god Woo. hallelujah your neighbors think you're crazy Glory to God! How many, you'll be driving and you're at a—you forget you're at a red light, and and, and the people next to you're like—they will probably look at you and be like, "Man, they're bad drugs these days. <laughs> <laughs> they must be on that. <laughs> people are crazy, and here you are full of the Holy Ghost and joy. And <laughs> you got to open your mouth. Look at your neighbor and say, "Open your mouth and laugh." Hallelujah. Laugh laugh. Laugh. Hallelujah. It's the joy of the Lord. It comes from within. Amen. It comes from within, but you gotta open your mouth. You gotta, ha 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 ha. You know, and just start like that. It's just like when you speak in tongues, you gotta open your mouth and the and the spirit of God gives you utterance. Well, when you open your mouth, it's like the joy of the Lord begins to flow. Hallelujah. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. He's so wonderful. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Joy of the Lord is your strength. Glory be to God. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's do one more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let's do one more, and then we're because we're gonna be right back here tomorrow. Should we just stay here and just all night prayer? God, the church is this, praise God. Well, what the Holy Ghost in your life as well intensifies your praise life. anointing of the Holy Ghost comes upon your life. It, it changes your praise life. Look at in Maria. She was blasting at home. Getting her praise on. Because <laughs> your praise doesn't stay at the church. You, you're a carrier of the praises unto God. Hallelujah. That's what the Holy Ghost does in your life. Glory be to God. He enables you to have a higher dimension of praise in your heart. John 16, 14, it says, He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. The Holy Spirit intensifies the dimension of praise in your heart. You glorify God. You can't help. How can you not praise him? Hallelujah. That's that's where that comes from. It's like, you know, the, the revelation that comes to you as a result of the of the Holy Spirit in your life that begins to reveal to you the reality of the life of Jesus and the and the the wonderfulness of the Lord. And it's like you can't help but to thank Him. You can't help but to praise Him. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says, enter into His 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 gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Praise the name of the Lord and thank the Lord and bless the Lord. That's what the scripture says, something like that. But you can't help but to praise them. It it gives you a higher. The Holy Ghost enables you to have a higher, say higher, higher, dimension of praise in your heart. You you glorify God. Hallelujah! And I know there's a lot of praisers in the house tonight. You're un. You don't. You're, you you. <laughs> Be to God. Hallelujah. At Pentecost, the Bible says that the apostles were speaking in tongues and glorifying God. That they thought they were drunk, remember? They weren't glorifying God just in a in a in a in a cute little way. You know when when the Holy Ghost comes up upon your life, he intensifies your, the dimension of your praises in your heart. It's like, you don't care. It's the same thing of boldness to preach the gospel. It's, it's an unashamedness to to praise some. Because you can't tell me that, you know, you were unashamed doing the stinking leg and, and, and you know, waving your hands like you just don't care. And, and now you're full of the Holy Ghost and now you're like, You get your praise on. You can't help but to like worship the Lord, magnify his name. I mean, you you know how it happens. Most of you know. It's like, I mean, <laughs> hallelujah. He's so good. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of all glory. He's worthy of all honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many praisers we have here? glory be to God we might just get out go out of here praising him Hallelujah glory be to God you know praise because praise you know the joy comes and and, 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 and it results in all kinds of way and Thanksgiving and praises unto God and even you know I believe that that as the Holy Ghost intensifies the dimension of your praise your praise becomes a weapon. Because you're not just doing it just to like, you're not just singing a song. You're singing the song to the king of kings and the lord of lords. You're praising. You're magnifying. you, You do it with the understanding and therefore it's a quality praise. Hallelujah. You do it in the natural. You're doing it in the holy ghost. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And your praise is a weapon. Your praise is a weapon. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. It allows you to praise him with quality praise. Hallelujah. The Bible says that God uh, inhabits the praises of his people. He lives in the praises of his people. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That is why when you're praising him, God can't help but to show up. Praising is like a celebration of like, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's I have the victory. I have the victory. Let me g- just give you an example. What do we see in 2 in Chronicles chapter 20, uh, verse 22? Very familiar scripture here, but we can see um, how um, um, uh, 20, verse 22. Well, let's go a little bit up. They were a coming against the people of God. Hallelujah! But in uh, let's start at um, one. Not just kidding. Verse ten. And now see what the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir are doing. You would not let our ancestors. Uh, invade those nations when Israel left Egypt. So they went around them and did not destroy them. Now see how they reward us for they have come to throw us out of our land, which you gave us as an inheritance. Oh, our God, this is, was their prayer to them. Won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We don't know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. But our eyes are fixed on you. You know, sometimes you don't know what to do. But if you just keep your eyes on Jesus, you're going to be all right. Hallelujah. As all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives and children, the spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jeel, son of Madaniah, a Levite who was a descendant of Asaph. He said, he said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Discouragement is a dangerous thing, people, and don't ever go that route. We resist it in the name of Jesus. Don't be discouraged by the, that's not the Bible says, I'm just adding to, like, I'm talking, but. Don't be discouraged. This mighty army. Uh, don't be discouraged by this, by this mighty army. It was a mighty army coming against them. For the battle is not yours, but God's. And then he says this, tomorrow, see, because you can say, Oh, the battle's not mine, is the Lord, and then you go on and watch Netflix, eat some popcorn. And that's not what you still gotta go out. And and, and and you wanna leave it all to God. He's gonna the battle is his, but you still gotta move forward. Amen. Because look at them. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged of this mighty army for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out. He didn't say go back home and go to bed. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeriel. But you will not even need to fight. Hallelujah. Take your position. Take your positions. Then stand still. Some of you need to write these as points. Don't be discouraged. Keep my eyes on Jesus. I need to march forward. Take my position. Then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. Don't watch to see how it's going to turn out. Don't watch to see how the, sit- the outcome of the situation is going to be. You have the victory. It's already yours. It's already yours. It's already yours. We don't wait to see how things are going to turn out for us. They're going to turn out for us as God has told us. And you can come up. He just wants to preach. He hears me.
1: Because
0: then they leave. I don't get to see them. or discourage go out against them tomorrow for the Lord is with you the Lord is with you then king jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground and all the people of judah in jerusalem did the same you know what they did when the word of the lord came this is what you do whenever you know god speaks to you god shows you before you don't like i said you don't have to wait to see how things are going to turn out you get your answer from the word of the Lord, and when you receive it, count it as done. The Bible says when you pray, believe that you receive it, and you will have it. Not when you have it. You have it when you bring it before the Lord, and you count it as done. And then you know it's done because you you, you." You drop to your knees and you're, you worship God in advance. You're, you thank him. That's what they did. The word of the Lord came to them that they'll have the victory. And and, and and they dropped to their knees and they began to worship God because they believed it. They received it. Hallelujah. Then the Levites from the clan, verse 19, of, of Kohath, and, and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Shout. And then early, see, you shout before you shout. You got to shout before you shout. You got to shout before you shout. You don't shout when it shows up. When it shows up, it's not when you got it. When you got it is when you brought it before the Lord. And that's when you shout. That's when you shout. Shout. That's when you shout. They shouted before. They shouted before. Hallelujah. Some of you are waiting to shout, but you got to shout before you shout. You got to thank them before you thank them. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed shooters. His best shooters? His best snipers? After consulting the people, the king appointed singers. To walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. They praised him in advance. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. At the very Moment they begin to sing and praise. Do you think, do you not know how powerful praise and worship is? Things can be settled right there and then. That's why when it's time to praise and worship, don't think, don't count that that's part of the service. Some are missing it because they're, I don't know where they're at. But when praise and worship is going, powerful things are taking place a weapon hallelujah at the very moment they began to sing and get praise to the lord the lord caused the armies of amen their enemies moab and mount Seir, to start fighting amongst themselves the armies of Moab and amen turn against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began to attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, they all saw all they saw was dead bodies lying on the ground as far as the eye could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. King Jehoshaphat and the men went out to gather the plunder they found vast amounts of equipment and clothing and other valuable more than they could carry there was so much plunder that it took them 3 days just to collect it all on the 4th day they gathered it they gathered in the valley of blessing which god its name That day, because the people praised and thanked God, because the people praised and thanked God, because the people praised and thanked God, they ended in the valley of blessing, where they didn't have to even lift a finger. The only lifting they had to do was carrying the plunder that the enemies had left and collect all the goods that God had made available for them, because when they were, you know, when the enemy was planning on attacking They were praising God, and they believed the word of the Lord. And the moment that they began to praise the Lord, God began to work on their behalves. because when you praise him, he inhabits the praises of his people. He's there. That God's presence converts the battles of life to a walkover for you. A walkover. high praises are only possible with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God what he produces in our lives. There's only one way to be and it's full of the Holy Ghost and the fire of God. Glory be to God. Have you been blessed tonight? Let's pray. Father, I thank you. spirit and i thank you for everyone glory, we love you, Lord, and we thank you, we give you all the honor and all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus, if you're here tonight, I don't know, you know, for for anyone visiting, anybody returning, or I never dismiss a service without giving you an opportunity to make the most important decision that you'll ever make in your life, and that's making Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. But there's a gift in God and his eternal life. And the Bible says that whosoever, it don't matter who you are, what you've done, where you come from. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I never assume that everyone is saved. I never assume that everyone is where they need to be with God. So anytime you come to this house, you know don't know by now, we always give an opportunity for people to receive uh, salvation or if you need to come back to Jesus also. If you're here tonight, you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior alive. You never see forgiveness of your sin but you walked into this place and you said, I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm, I don't remember a moment where I surrender my life to him. Um, would you please pray for me? If That's you right now, right where you're at. I want you to lift up your hands. I want to pray for you.